I don't know which was weirder. Having a guy shave my pubes or having my wife watch a guy shave my pubes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to PHP Ugly, episode 124. I'm John Congdon, and with me is Tom Wrightout. Hey, hey! No Eric tonight. No, you know, we only got one uh, Patreon subscriber, so we had to let Eric go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one more than I thought we'd have. Uh, so Eric, Eric's on a, on a whirlwind tour of the East Coast, I guess. Yeah, he's got a... A wedding out there and family to go visit. I was hoping the the person that was a Patreon would give us permission to to say who they were, but that, I don't see them online, so maybe later, maybe possibly. How's your week going? Um, my week's going much better than a couple weeks ago. I can imagine. You look you look perky. You look look full of energy. That's because I'm eating way less crap. Actually, eating way less. <laughs> And no drinking, which is strange. Oh, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, my my week's been uh, been good coding wise. I love when I get the code, and but when I get into AWS, it drives me bananas. Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand why they make things so complicated. Dealing with uh, some S three buckets. And I made the mistake of putting using dot notation in there so that the security certificates wouldn't work. Nice. So simply change them to dashes. That worked fine, except for the fact I'm not uh, very good with the AWS permissions and the IAM or AIM or MIA or what AMI roles. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Whatever those three all. letters are, I one of those permutations. It's bad when you can't remember the acronym. Of the system that requires yeah. acronyms for permissions. Well, I copied all all the permissions from the original bucket. I created a, a new bucket, cloned all the permissions from it, made sure I use the same canonical user ID or whatever, gave it the same permissions, and it still won't work. And somebody else said, "Oh, well, you also have to go over to that section and give that's that so, user permission to that so bucket." So ridiculous. But I'm like, I thought I gave them permission over here. <laughs> so yeah, I, annoying. I've used it a couple times. I can't believe that there aren't just massive number of vulnerable S3 buckets everywhere all over the place because it's so impossible to manage. Yeah, it's almost easier just to make it bring them public and say security through obscurity. <laughs> right. It's yeah, S3 is just nasty and... I mean, all of all of the AWS stuff, I, I hate dealing with the interface for switching between what mile fifty three and then S three buckets and then Route static 53. hosting. Yeah, all yeah. that all that garbage. It's if you need to switch Every, from one to the other, too bad. Everything's hidden too. It's not where you expect it. <laughs> and it's like, frustrating. And they're like, which service do you want? And it lists off a hundred services, all of them with like copyrighted names that don't reflect the function of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you're like, yeah, if I want to store a static HTML file that's accessible somewhere, what system do I use out of the hundred <laughs> that are here? Yep. And and when I actually did have to do that, I was looking in the wrong category the whole time because the category <laughs> I was looking in was for managing data and raw HTML wasn't data. It was processed, post-processed delivery. That I don't even know what it was. They... It's awful. I hate it. I, I had fun talking with somebody yesterday who uh, was using load balancers. and I'm, Actually, we were just talking about AWS in general. And he said by far the his highest expense in AWS was load balancers. And I was like, what? He's got just That's, two... Seems the opposite of what it should be. Right. He's got two EC2 instances with four load balancers pointing to the same two EC2 instances. Why? Because... I guess when he set it up a couple years ago, he couldn't figure out how to get multiple certificates onto the same load balancer. So he had four different domains that needed to be secured. So he set up four load balancers. I'm like, I'm like, I think you can do multiple certificates. And 
he assured me you couldn't and so quick google search i'm like yeah you can do it right here <laughs> yeah it's this hidden button under this yeah. drop down in this dialogue <laughs> menu well then we then we start getting into the, this whole debate because i'm reading the article and it's about application load balancers and he said oh i'm using a classic load balancer and i'm like there's only a load balancer there's not this separation he said no there's separation so i go looking and i'm like damn he's right they they keep making it more and more complicated. I'm sure there's reasons behind it. I just can't wrap my head around it because I'm not in the ops role that often. I end up just not caring. Now I'm I'm bummed that Eric isn't here because he was bragging about figuring out how to deploy Laravel applications to some new AWS thing. What was it? Lambda. Lambda. That's right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. I haven't haven't talked to him since he said he's gotten it either working or close to working. Yeah, so I didn't know what Lambda is, but it's it's serverless. Right, yep. You just give it code to run, and you get charged on the CPU cycles for the code. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter where it is, doesn't have load balancing, doesn't have, you don't have to deal with anything. It just serves it and charges you for serving it. Yeah, and I think it's supposed to be big for APIs, not not so much for full sites, but again, I don't know much about it to to be able to say. Now, I went to a talk uh, at Wave PHP. Let's see. That's a I good place to go to a talk. It was a good place. It was if, a good place to go. If you're going to um, go to a talk, that's where to go. Uh, Terrence Ryan from Google gave a talk about virtual machine container or serverless, and he was talking about how stuff like Lambda is really cool because it removes a lot of DevOps work, but their prices are significantly higher than normal self-serve applications. So something like a VM or something like a container can be much cheaper than a serverless, a pure serverless function. Hmm. Um, And he was specifically talking about about Google's implementation of, of the same thing, but he covered Lambda as well. He covered all the other competing services, and it makes sense. If your goal is to not is to you know set it and forget it, then they're going to charge you more for it. Well, you also have with uh, having a virtual machine or a container, it's running twenty four seven. Well, so... the container stuff kind of is and kind of isn't. What was that? Okay. Did your dog just growl? <laughs> that was my stomach. How little are you eating? <laughs> I cut everything out. Like, can't eat anything. Okay, so I'm curious about this. What 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 changes, dietary changes, have you had to put in place? Because I know red meat's your big thing. That was the biggest one. I'm, I'm just eating more fruits and vegetables and less meat. Tof- not tofu and i haven't gone tofu yet i haven't tried it i just I, I something about it just doesn't appeal to me yet i mean I, i've had it in miso soup i guess but oh yeah that's good but i haven't like gone out looking for tofu like i know you can get it at chipotle and i've never done that but yeah my my big change is just eating less and eating more fruits and vegetables I say eating less. I feel like I'm eating nonstop, but it's because I go and grab a banana instead of chips or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotta get that potassium. But getting plenty of that, that's for sure. <laughs> and also, the no no drinking. I mean, I can drink. I just haven't that's yet. That's rough. And yeah. you already gave up on weed, so that's just out. You might have to, yeah, like, yeah. really reassess that. I was yeah we we were at pregame for SDPHP which we'll talk about next uh yesterday uh a group of us normally go to a bar or uh strip club a re- or or a restaurant before the meetups and I'm sitting there just working and a couple tables over and there's these three guys just talking and it's all about cannabis and weed and how I guess he worked for Mankind, which is a local dispensary here in San Diego, just right nonstop. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys know way too much about this. There's a lot. Com- there's a com- lot to know. I don't know. I don't know. It's 
friggin' weed, you you smoke it and you're done. No. No, it gets very complicated. Yeah. Not for me. I've I've started looking into brewing. Brewing beer. Mm-hmm. And, Done it a few uh, times. You have? Yeah. But did, now, did you use the little, like, brew kit from Amazon that's just, like, a one packet you dump into a a container and it makes it all out of that container? No. It's San Diego. We go to a, a, a brew store where you, you can either buy a kit, which is all I've done so far is a few different kits, or you can actually pick out, you know, try to, to make your own recipe of which hops and grains and all that stuff you're going to use. Sure. No, but I mean but, like the, the physical equipment, like the, the five gallon barrels and the mash tons and I've got, yeah, I've got a, a big glass container for, uh, I can't even remember all the terminology anymore because I've only done it Carboy. a few times. Yeah, that one. I've got one of those. I've got big buckets for mixing. And yeah, I've got all that good stuff. Is it rewarding? It's more about fun when you're doing it with friends. Like taking an afternoon to brew and then a second afternoon to, to bottle it. Because so, we, we talked about this when I was in San Diego. And you, I was telling you that it was getting hard to convince my wife to dump more money into a hobby of mine when my my 3d printer is sitting next to me having been unused for two months but you why gave is it me, unused you, just you gave me with the it? advice to do it with her i don't think you're talking to me i wouldn't have said that i was drunk it might have been eric it might have been <laughs> frank it could have been any number of it was somebody with diego dev i really like i really like that advice so i've been telling my wife Explaining to her that uh, that brewing beer is something I want to do together as a, a bonding activity. Yeah, it's it's like a four to six hour afternoon thing that you do, and then you put it away and let it sit for two weeks. You check it and bottle it if it's ready. So but the, I, the bottles are so expensive. Just use the ones. You, just use your own. I mean, reuse I the bottles you. I don't use bottles. These cans normally. I'm looking at those those Grolsch resealable bottles, and it's like forty eight of those things cost a hundred bucks. Jeez. Yeah, I just I have a, a just a ton of twelve ounce bottles that I've you know dump out and rinse out, ready to go. But I haven't had a successful batch yet. I haven't liked any of that we've brewed, but it's because the person that. I've been brewing with prefers more like the blonde ales and I'm more of an IPA guy. So just hasn't turned out well for me. Now, He's like, you, them. like, are you talking about bad batches? Like something happened and it went sour or you just didn't no. like it? No, one of them was like really, we ended up calling it a session beer because it was only like 3.2%. <laughs> and, uh, then the the other one was a little bit higher, but just again, I'm not a blonde ale person, so I didn't like the taste of it. But it it was a fine, it, it was drinkable. Yes, I'm I'm excited. I I really want to I want to get into it. It's I would have loved to do it this week or this month, but it's like it's looking like it's going to be a Christmas present for me. Well, uh, it would be a good time to brew. Keep it cool. Yeah, it's. Was, it's very maintainable here. We get, you know, right now it's 40 outside. Tomorrow it's going to be 28, I think. So I just I just have to worry about where the, the heater is blowing and put it somewhere where it's not, and then I'm done. That sounds miserable. It's so great. I mean, from, as, a, as a San Diego native, walking from my car to the front door of the grocery store while it was snowing was just such an experience where I'm like, oh, this is what it looks like, where you can't look up, you can only kind of look straight and then brush it out of your face because it's hitting mm. you right in the face. Yeah, it's good for to visit. <laughs> Which is all it that's does. A, I mean, that's it's, what I want to live in. There's no snow on the ground right now. It was just It was just a lightly dusting of snow, and by 6 o'clock at night, it was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. supposed to be bigger this year. We're supposed to have a couple 
actual blizzards, but uh, that'll be interesting. But they probably say that every year. I thought you did get a pretty big down uh, downpour last time, last year. Last you year it pictures? snowed. No, last year it snowed twice, the whole year. I thought you sent pictures of like your backyard covered. That was right when we moved here two years ago. I can't believe it's been two years. Yeah, so it'll be two years in February, and in when we moved here, it was just recovering from some big storms. So we got snow all over the place at random times. But then for the next year, it just didn't snow. The kids got out of school two weeks early because they had all these snow days planned, and it they never got a single snow day off. <laughs> but this is fr- an El Nino year. Ah, uh, El Nino. Our, fr- our friend Buttery Crumpet says he gets four feet of snow in November, and it lasts till March. He's oh. living in Japan, though. I mean, Japan is Japan has centuries of architecture designed to deal with snow. Out here, it's it's amazing how much damage you see from people who just only acknowledge that snow exists for one month a year. <laughs> Hail damage is crazy. Mm-hmm. You can tell who has a garage and who doesn't when you go to the grocery store. Just because the car is destroyed. Uh, all right, let's move off the of snow. We had a SDP PHP meetup last night, our first since Wave PHP. Uh-huh. So it, was, it was nice getting back into that swing of things. Uh, except for the fact that I get there and our host normally has pizza and beer for us. They had no beer, and I was told that. Pizza may be on its way out as well in the near future. Ooh. The, and location is shaky as well. They may or may not provide the space. Well, if they're not providing pizza or beer, yeah, the location's shaky. You're going to have to find <laughs> a new location. There's other ways around that. It's just you end up... You need to find somebody else to, to pay for it, which is never fun. That's where recruiters come in, in the play. The, I have but to the, say, the beer thing... It's it's a very San Diego thing. Uh, I've been looking for meetups around here that are like, yeah, it's tech and beer. Tech and beer of some kind. Security tech or programming or, you know, nothing. Nobody here mm-hmm. wants to bring beer into the mix. Uh, very upsetting. That's, sh- <laughs> That's shocking. The, the actual presentation was good. It was... Uh... He's been a member of SDPHP for years. Actually got his job at his third, the third time he attended our meetup. Uh, he ended up working for a company that listed their job, their posting, excuse me, they listed the job on sdphp.org and they absolutely love him. He loves working there. And his entire presentation was on serverless architecture. But who, is, who is this? Not, not. Excuse me. Not serverless. It was on frameworkless architecture. So, basically, getting rid of Laravel or any sort of framework from your code. And I understood his merits or where he was coming from. He was. He made comments and has a very thick accent. So some of some of it was hard, a little harder to understand. I know who you're talking about. Maxim. Yeah. Yeah. I love Maxim. Yeah, he's great. He, he he made the comment about needing to squeak like every mi- microsecond out of your application. I'm like, is the application you're working on really that high performance? Like, you need to worry about microseconds or milliseconds, whatever he said. It's still, if you're trying to shave that much time, that's crazy. Well, he's... He's German engineering guy. I mean, that was I knew that from from the moment I met him. Besides the thick accent, mm-hmm. he is all about optimization. Yeah, he he used a he wowed people with uh, an X debug graph. You know, you can do a trace and then show what functions are called. Right, the, those X trace dumps. Yeah, a lot of people haven't seen that. So he did a very simple. Here's my CLI application showing a basically just the help documentation and here's artisan when you just when you just run artisan it it spits out the help he took the trace from that 
and showed that his had like six or seven different blocks on that, but Laravel through bootstrap and everything, just a crazy number of function calls. Oh yeah. Time-wise, it wasn't any different, but just everything that goes into it is, it's crazy. And most people don't understand how deep it goes. You don't know the... Eric hmm? doesn't. Eric doesn't understand. I didn't say that. What are you talking about? We were talking last week about about how Laravel is oh, inherently yeah. bloated versus yeah. something like Lumen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it, it was interesting it, to hear him be wrong again during the editing phase of that <laughs> because you could hear him breaking down. You could hear him realize that he was wrong. But still stick to his guns. You can't do this with him off the air. This is not, the only, not here to, the to only defend time himself. I can do this. <laughs> All right, I'll take his place. Laravel's not bloated. Yeah, it is. I don't Any, know. It, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but Taylor tweeted. What about him? Taylor tweeted today. I'm always so confused when people say, "quote unquote," Laravel makes you code the Laravel way. No framework makes you code any certain way. Once you hit a controller or a route, the rest of the code you choose to write in any style you want using any components you want. He's got a point until you want to use Laravel functionality. Well, my argument was that to say that there isn't a Laravel way of doing things is intentionally naive. Like, there's... Service providers that only work in Laravel, facades that only work in Laravel. There's yeah. these there's these design patterns that are reinforced by the structure of Laravel's dependency injection, and he wrote them. And to mm. say that that it, you don't have to use them is like saying, "Well, you don't have to use my framework." Then go away. He's just brushing people off at this point, and it's like, "Well, no, there are some problems with." the way Laravel recommends doing things. It's mm-hmm. not portable. That's the problem. You, right. know, you could have a framework that recommended far more portable code. But that isn't what Laravel is. Laravel is rapid design and development and deployment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to his point, not defending him, if you're not using any of those service providers, you're you can, as soon as you hit a controller, write whatever code you want. Right, but like you said, Maxim's own demonstration showed that getting to the controller Mm -hmm. is a lot more steps than just installing a routing package and installing your own namespacing dependency Mm -hmm. injection. If you wanted to do that, you would be miles ahead of performance on Laravel. Just, Just include routing and include namespace dependency injection a PSR 3 I think 4 PSR 4 just include those two things and now you only have two things before you get to the controller but Laravel before you get to the controller has middleware has authentication has cookie encryption has throttling has all this stuff it's like yeah you can say once you get to the controller it's all yours but that's the point is yeah. they were people are talking about the part before the controller. It, don't be intentionally obtuse when when people say <laughs> I have a problem with how this part is done. You say I understand that problem and I'm addressing it in a future version or it's addressed in Lumen, but don't just say or it's not addressed because I don't care. <laughs> right. That's perfectly fine too. If you're the BDFL, you can say that's true. Don't use it then. But hmm. instead, to just to just outright defend by saying frameworks don't force a coding style is like, well, yeah, they don't. No one forces a coding style. They all have recommended coding styles. They all have guidelines for objects. They all have, you know, uh, if you install uh, inspections, PHP inspections for uh, PHP, PHP Storm. Storm, and then you go to your controller, you'll notice that. By default, your controller is going to say class has too many parent classes. Consider a different design pattern. It's like, so if your base framework is throwing exceptions in the EOL, the, 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 the PHP 
inspector, then consider that you have some issues there. Don't just write it off. <laughs> like, and, and it was just the wording that pissed me off, which is, which is I don't, I'm so confused when people say this. Don't be confused. Say, I understand. However, right. I understand when people say this. However, I believe that the coding guidelines we use reinforce good behaviors and habits and prevent code smells. Other frameworks do things differently, but I chose these very pointedly. That's a great answer. Doesn't cause any conflict and directly addresses the issue. Taylor, are you listening? Take that you know and tweet not. it. We banned him. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Shit. <laughs> he's, he's just one of these days I'm going to be walking down the street and he's just going to punch me in the face. He's going to see me and punch me. <laughs> Google had their big hardware announcement this past this week. What did they Tuesday. do? Tuesday. I didn't see this. They they released their Pixel 3, Pixel Slate. Uh, what else did they release? A couple other things I didn't really pay much attention to because all I cared about was the new phone. I've been I don't I've had the don't get the Pixel 3. I've already gotten it. <sighs> Why? I cuz I saw right, it and man the I, I keep looking at my phone and I just think, oh my god, I got the best phone. I just got the best phone. But <laughs> I prefer the Pixel experience. You're in Samsung world, right? Yeah. I, so I was I was in Samsung. Uh, I had the Samsung five, six, and seven before switching to the Pixel. There's things I'm not excited about for sure. Yeah. But I skipped the Pixel 2. The Pixel 1 was awesome for me. I think I've talked about it on the show before where I, its problems are because of me. I left it in the, in the car. It overheated. <laughs> and it, it's since just been on a downhill slide where it lasts maybe two hours now. <laughs> if I'm lucky. This man, is a, to, this man is a parent. He has two if, children. If I do anything on the phone, all of a sudden it just turns off and it just drives me absolutely up a wall so I, repla- I was probably one of the did you replace your battery can't replace the battery unfortunately yes you can nope it's well, 60 no, bucks it's what you did nope. is kill your battery batteries are the only heat sensitive components on your phone yeah is when lithium well. ion heats up the material that generates the electric field separates that's what if it if if batteries didn't create internal heating when they were being used then lithium-ion batteries would last forever. Well, I also have a cracked screen and other issues. Well, anyway, and so, I want the nice. So you've game. left and your baby in the car and dropped it. Yep. Oh, this thing gets abused constantly. So anyway, I I was before they even announced that the store was open. I was already refreshing the the store, trying to purchase, get it ordered. It's going to be here on Thursday, a week from tonight, but. I leave that day to go to San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like no. All right, so I've you still waiting. got the opportunity to return it. I've been I've been waiting two or three months for this thing, and now I got to wait another four days, doing a little mini vacation. Doesn't it have? It has the giant stupid notch. It does. Good God, it's bigger than the Apple one. It is, and they they teased Apple when they did their first one, and now they have it. <laughs> dumbasses they didn't but. add it so this is a samsung thing so you know that all these screens are made by samsung okay so they just won't sell yeah. the notchless screens to anybody they'll only they'll only use it on their phones and i mean i tell you that is just gorgeous right there isn't it oh it's trying to detect my face so it's shining a red light directly into the webcam <laughs> i see that but look at that no notch borderless totally seamless no buttons. What borderless? Oh. You do have a border up there. No, that's not a border. That's my that's my case, my phone case. No, but there's where your the camera and all that stuff is. Oh, I'm it's... sorry. Yes, where the camera is, there's a seven millimeter. It looks like border. No hardware buttons. OLED screen's got this always on OLED thing. So when it's off, it'll show me the time still, and that's so weird. Notifications. It looked like a mirror. <laughs> Where you had it, I could. I'm seeing my reflection. There you go, <laughs> handsome. 
interesting. So yeah, that's uh, something I was a little bummed about. All right, I've taken all your Doom and Gloom segments. AWS, no, my haven't. phone. Oh my god, I have I have some of the greatest Doom and Gloom. Never. Don't even know what we'll Doom get we'll get is. to it. We'll get to it. I don't know where we're at. Thirty minutes. Wow, it feels like two hours without Eric here, doesn't it? Yeah. We're just zooming zooming through topics. I'm I'm worried about customer data. Okay. Should be. I signed up for or bought some stuff off of one of many various stupid websites and they asked for my address and title and name and all that information and then my credit card and then the name again, the date and the CVV and all that information again and then the shipping address and da 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 da. But all of that I autofilled through Chrome. Like the mm-hmm. whole thing. And I was thinking to myself, why do they even need this? Like, why, why does this company now just have this information? And I was envisioning a world where it was just illegal for them to have it. Like, they couldn't have it. So there's like an API call or an Ajax call to UPS, where UPS generates a tracking number and a label that has QR codes on it. That's all the UPS specific stuff and if they want to ship me a package they put it in that labels package but they don't know where it's going Hmm. ups knows where it's going that's not a difficult system to put in place i could do that in a couple days if i had an api integration to fedex and to ups and i did an ajax based submission to pre-create a label which is one of their basic api calls and then I stored that label as the customer address, problem handled, problem solved. Now they just don't so, have my So you're talking about like an, an OAuth integration where they send you to UPS or FedEx or whatever. Absolutely. And... I, I approve generation of, of a QR code or of a tracking number, and then they give it to the company. Company has no idea where I live, no idea how to contact me outside of the email address I give them. I don't have to worry about my data getting stolen. Same thing for credit cards. Why are we, I mean, PSR2 compliance, or I'm sorry, not PSR2, just PSR. (laughs) Not PSR, PCI. PCI, thank you. PCI compliance is supposed to be really hard, but it's not anymore. Like, PCI compliance did not keep up with the internet. So now any any dumbass and his grandma can accept credit cards and store them in plain text on their database. No problem. And Visa's not coming after them. Because not, not until there's an issue, right? Right, but even when there's an issue, what, they get, their, they get their rights to process Visa cards revoked. There's no criminal punishment. There's no repercussions outside of that. And yeah, if they've been breached, then sure, they get, to, they get shut down and they open up with a different company name and processor. I think there are uh, financial liabilities, but I've that's not I've never seen it. I've never seen a case where a mom and pop store got busted with financial liabilities for storing data incorrectly. Yeah, I'm not sure. One, they have to report it. <laughs> right. Step step one. So my idea: don't allow companies to store data. Well, they're not supposed to, as is. Right. So bump up. You know, SSL certificates, the whole green label, lock icon, stuff like that. Start bringing that into the future. Have licensing where a company says, I want to sell products online. It better go through an OAuth type system. If it doesn't, if they want to store data, then they have to provide the OAuth solution as well as disclose how they're storing data and get licensed by somebody. I can understand a company like Amazon paying $100,000 to get licensed to store credit card information. Or a company like LastPass, who would be an OAuth middleman for this kind of thing. But if you, if there was a law that said, yeah, you're not allowed to collect email addresses unless you're a licensed email provider, then that would be amazing, which is, is kind of where we ended up with um, with email authentication and how MailChimp and all those systems have decided to work together to clean up spam. But push it further than that. Make it 
illegal for companies to just ask for your email address unless they get some kind of licensing. That's not going to stifle innovation. That's just going to keep people from being assholes and opening up a, a PHP BB site and then spamming everyone with anyone who signs up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting upset by how frequently hacks are coming out now and how much data is being replicated across thousands of systems. Yeah, I'm getting tons of phone calls lately, so I'm assuming something was gotten into and my, my cell phone number is out there. Granted, it was out there already, but it just seems like an increase in calls lately from just crap services. Yeah. But I... that's, an, that's a really interesting concept, but you're you're limiting the the playing field now, so especially when it comes to shipping. There's, okay. only, there's already idea, only a few. This idea of limiting the playing field is so ridiculous because there's no playing field already. That's like, the, yeah, that's like saying right. the playing field for professional baseball teams is limited. Like, yeah, it is. You've got to mm-hmm. be a billionaire to get into it. The playing field for package delivery is limited because, duh. But then, there's only three. Right. But then if you, if you have to use one of these services to deliver your package, then yes, you've limited the playing field, but you've also enforced security on millions and millions of customers. And, and you want to start up a new company that does this kind of package delivery or some kind of package management or mitigation? Sure. $10,000 to go through the licensing process. We send a guy who just looks at your stuff and says, they're not assholes. And when it's determined you're an asshole... They delete your drives. Did you hear about NCIX, which is Canada's number one, was Canada's number one computer hardware retailer? No. They went bankrupt and did a an auction of all of their remaining equipment, and one of the servers wasn't wiped. It had all employee data ever gathered by the company's 20-year lifespan it had everything from social securities addresses phone numbers uh nih national institute of health card numbers for canada it had everything on every employee that had ever worked there it was bought by a hacker and then immediately started going around on the black market and it's like where's where's the government agency that when a company shuts down they take all the hard drives and melt them because like i'd be cool with that if a company was like, we're going bankrupt and selling our stuff, and the government just comes and says, well, that's fine by us, but we get all your hard drives. Wow. Like, why? That's crazy. <laughs> Toys R Us. When Toys R Us shut down, people who were urban adventurers started going into them and found out that the managers just left the building. They didn't clean up any of the employee records. There's stacks of papers in the manager's office that had all of the information about the employees who worked there. Like, come hmm. on. It, when, a, when a company goes bankrupt, you can't just let everything slide now. Somebody has to be culpable for the data that you've collected over the years you've been operating. I like where you're going with this, but it's definitely not a couple-day process, especially when it comes to the shipping piece. No. I mean, the shipping piece, but... you could put a practical implementation in a couple days. But then there's... The, to me, it's about the legal end of it. It's about saying yeah. you're not allowed to collect addresses from people. Only certified companies can do that. And when some idiot says that's anti-competitive, you say, no, it's not. Schedule A funding is in the millions of dollars. If you want to be competitive in a market that has only four operators right now, of course you're going to need to pay a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So it's not anti-competitive. There's no grandma who's like, you know what? I'm going to get into the shipping industry. And she's just burnt down by regulations that's not true that's you bring up a great point and that's it's fascinating they don't need our information they need a hash and they need to ask somebody for specific information using the hash and we get to dole out the same way we do on our android phone what permission they actually get who's asking Mm -hmm. for our information and do they get it the question is is it is the general public smart enough to to do that or realize oh this person shouldn't be asking me from for this information the general Hopefully public we, figured we out how to there. use snapchat yeah they're smart enough 
my my issue is that the technology is here to do amazing advanced things and we're not doing it we're still building real simple dumb stuff mm-hmm. i mean damn it's such a good idea i really do like that i just don't see it happening <laughs> i i know that there are blockchain based companies that are plotting this same concept but i think the the major fault in these companies is that they're blockchain based they're trying to tie it to a technology that doesn't really have a solid application yet mm-hmm. and i mean equifax jesus christ that just how, how often are they going to get hacked it's well it's over I mean, they got hacked, and they had been hacked for years and didn't know it. And then when they did, they didn't tell us for months. Like, and then, you know you know who from Equifax who went to prison? Mm-mm. Nobody. That was going to be my guess, but... There's been no punishment outside of, I believe, one person who got fined for, what was it, like 1% of his pension plan? So basically nothing. <laughs> basically nothing. It's crazy to me. And, and and I go on... This comes up because I go on like home brewing equipment websites and I want to shop from a local site and go pick it up and hang out with the guy who owns it or from a local e-cigarette vape place. And But it's like, this guy shouldn't have my address though. Like, shouldn't have my email. He should go through MailChimp exclusively and never know how to contact me unless he tries to reach out in some way that I have to authorize. It's just... It's driving me nuts, because I read a comic... <laughs> I read a webcomic that was talking about what each person in each industry worries about on a daily basis, what keeps you up at night. Mm-hmm. And it was like, web developer, is the website still up? Did it crash? And graphic artist is like, did I remove the watermark, or did I accidentally leave it on? It's like the thing you've think about when you're falling asleep and the security person was thinking did it happen did every single person in the world get hacked today and like that's an honest concern i've had falling asleep was like am i gonna wake up and find out that every device was hacked and that china shut down the u.s infrastructure like just overnight (laughs) like am i cool with ramen for two months while we fix it but then you read. But then what happened this week, after I read that comic, was Bloomberg announced that China was embedding chips, secret yeah. grain-of-rice-sized chips, in hardware manufacturing for enterprise servers, and that they could all be compromised remotely, and everyone's fucked. See, I heard something about that. I, you got to do better about sharing these articles, because I don't... I, I've heard about it, but I don't know anything about what they were actually capable of doing and how how big of an issue it was. Like, how many servers are we talking? And who caught it? So, Bloomberg reported that 30 companies, including Amazon, Apple, and other large U.S. corporations, had been compromised by these grain of rice sized microchips being inserted at the hardware layer of custom devices. Amazon came out and said, nuh-uh. And Apple came out and said, no, Apple didn't come out and say anything. Apple, I don't believe, has addressed it. But the, this technology is super available to China. It's not inconceivable that this is true. It's not even unlikely that it's true it's so it hasn't been proved it hasn't been proven or, or anything yet they have some evidence i mean it's bloomberg they're a reputable industry the reputable reputable journalism but they they have some evidence from hardware they received by a super microcomputer inc of what this hardware is how it works and but then they talk about how on boards that are being produced like this, you can put this chip in between layers on the PCB. So it's not even has to. It doesn't even have to be visible. 
God, I can't imagine the the people that have to sit there and go through hardware like that and try to figure that out. There is nobody that does that. Well, somebody had to figure it out. I mean, I mean, I know it's not common practice, but somebody's looking at some equipment coming in. I would hope. It, in my experience in the hardware engineering field, it's design, get a production sample, test, repair the production sample, get a new production sample, test develop a patching system for the final production line and then if it passes the tests ship it Mm -hmm. and if this if this component is hidden well enough and it's not introducing issues so if the tests all pass and it's on the final production run there's not really anyone looking for every single component on a 20,000 component system. Especially when you consider everything's going overseas. and I mean, you think it'd be so easy to do just on in in our phones. And China knows where they're shipping them to. Are they shipping them to a warehouse? Are they shipping them to the corporate engineering firm that looks at the final product? Right. So they say, yeah, pull one off the line for shipment to uh, Infinite Loop and don't include the chip on it. But all the ones that are going to Austin, Texas in large warehouses, put the chip on them. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's, not hard to, it's not hard to work around people looking for this kind of thing. And then, yeah, if you look at the chip, if you look at the actual silicon versus the, the plastic or ceramic component around it, you could easily squeeze that silicon in the middle of multi-layer PCB boards and it's just hidden forever until you x-ray the whole board and look it over for new components I mean it's <laughs> it's impossible to detect this kind of stuff man you are doom and gloom I told you Bastard. hey you challenged me you you said you yeah, stole but you all went, the doom you and went gloom. like right to the, the edges there that's the things I worry about at night you need new hobbies you should brew some beer been thinking about it a bonding activity for my wife and I. Or you shouldn't have given away our our new business idea of becoming the central agency for data. I'm fine with doing it as my own business. I'm fine if somebody else does it, as long as it gets done. But but they open ID and all that. They tried doing that with passwords, and that hasn't taken off very well. They're trying to be you know just a handful of OAuth providers that store password information but how many people actually do that it's like everybody says oh you can either let us store your password or you can authenticate through google or facebook i'm not saying it's it's flawless yeah i have i have issues with how the phone systems work now and i think that they're destroying creativity the phone systems yeah cell phones yeah as far as what the, what do you mean the the systems like the towers behind everything or the phones themselves, the providers and the mainly the idea that that a, a cell phone now should be universally available, like a smartphone, a bare bones smartphone without garbage on it. I don't. Know, I'd love to have a let's say let's a, a Twix. A two Twix sized device, the nice screen on it that managed my security, managed my personal information security, you know, and then use something like uh, Amazon's WhisperNet for communication, low power, cellular, or radio. That a device that contains all of your security is a doable thing. Yeah, but now I want a Twix. Bastard. You can't have one. Oh, God, I know, weird. that's the problem. so good, though. Mm. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm worried about Halloween coming up, and mm. you're worried about security. Oh, no, are you going to be the Raisins House? No. Sliced no. bananas? No. But <laughs> my wife was talking about doing, like, the off-brand candies and 
the stuff that we, you don't want to have anyway. Perfect. Yeah, you say perfect, except everything she brought up is stuff that I actually like and would go through the kid's uh, Halloween bag and grab anyway. I, Smarties and Tootsie Rolls. I ripped through a bag of candy corn, man. That stuff is so good. It's good for the first, like, couple of handfuls, and you're just like, ugh. Can- candy corn is an unexplored territory. The fact that there isn't, like, sriracha candy corn and caramel candy corn and, like, it, they gotta mix this stuff up. It's just wax and then a flavor mixed into it. Mix up the flavors a little. It's not even flavor. It's sugar. <laughs> yeah. Mix it up a little. <laughs> sriracha, though. It's very popular right now with the millennials. Uh... I guess I'm not a, I'm not one of those. That's for sure. All right. You get one more story if you want. I'm ready to go. No, I want to got... hear I want to hear a story from you. I know you've got something interesting. Okay, where are you going with this? No, I was just assuming. I thought you nope. had like a list of of stories that you were going to go through and that I've got the one that I told you after the show last week. <laughs> I kept listening for that when I was editing the show. And I, oh, how do we miss? How did that not get recorded? We were after the after the show last last week when we were talking about all about my medical issues. There's one thing on my list that I didn't get back to that I thought would be hilarious. And once we got past talking about the stupid heart attack, I was just like, I can't take us back to it. But it was, I was gonna say. I don't know which was weirder, having a guy shave my pubes or having my wife watch a guy shave my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Visuals not not something you want to think about, but while crying. That I mean, that's where they go through that's where they hit the artery to get up into the heart. Why was why was the doctor crying? I don't know. <laughs> to me I thought it was hilarious. I have I have a nightmarish tri- uh, shaving story for you. Okay. I I recently I think I talked about this in the podcast. Recently realized that uh, for my beard to look good, I have to maintain it right. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I went to do so tonight. I wanted to go a little bit longer on the sides here, but I only had number one, number two, and number three attachments for my electric razor, and then I've got the attachment that like slides it's like clips on and slides up and down uh-huh. and you can adjust it all the way up to like 20 or whatever so i slid it down to number 4 thinking number 4 is the next length above number 3 they are not be. on the, they're not on the same scale no no now i'm not sure if you can see it here in the webcam but i no longer have a beard maybe you no longer have a beard i have a goatee yeah. Do not have a beard. <laughs> number four was significantly shorter than number three. What? No. That's not how the numbers work. Very upset. They're supposed to be... Each one is supposed to be an eighth of an inch. I'm very upset. I you, hit your, you hit your face and slid it back down to zero, didn't you? Nope. Nope. This is a number, this is a number four. And what you nope. saw at Wave PHP was a number three. Hmm. Very upset. Dillette, I blame you for the inglorious death of my beard. <laughs> now, on the, on the other hand, my wife started making purring sounds when she saw it. So she's a fan. <laughs> Does she want the whole thing gone? No, I asked her. She said, no, leave the goatee. <laughs> she, says, she said, you look like when I married you. <laughs> and, and like I said, the purring sound, which was off-putting. But, and then she pointed it out to my daughter, and my daughter said, "Ooh, handsome." <laughs> so, my shaving story. My son says he wanted me to to leave just the mustache. So this morning uh, I went and CHP. This morning I went and and shaved, just leaving a mustache. And my wife came in. She goes, "Uh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, you don't like it it's a guy thing and, you wouldn't understand and then she then I said no Grayson wanted 
Grayson asked me for this, and then I'm going to shave. She goes, okay, that's that's what I want to hear. Ouch. That's a short leash. <laughs> what? She didn't like it? I mean, I didn't like it. I look... Who who wants to wear just the? Never mind. Well, you I have to have it. the you have to have the aviator sunglasses too. Yeah, see, I, I don't wear sunglasses. What? You're in California. I don't. I just I don't know. Never wear them. They drive me nuts. I just never get used to them. By the time I lose them, I'm not good with things. By the way, lose sunglasses. <laughs> Glasses, hats, heart valves, cell phones, children in cars. Luckily, I've never done that. Did you? Uh, Don't plan did you, on it. Did you check my link out on uh, the IRC channel? No. What's uh, IRC? SpaceAustralia.com.au. This is the official website for the Australian Research and Space Exploration Group. And uh, SpaceAustralia.com.au. If you've made it this far in the podcast, do yourself a treat. Go visit that website. You want to hear what a, how big of an idiot I am outside of this? I'll take a look at this website <laughs> later. But absolutely, I, I'm an I'm an idiot, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you right now. This will be the last thing, and then we'll wrap up. Well, you know what? Let me get a beer. I need to I need a fresh beer for for a good. We're John wrapping drop up for, this. I know. We're wrapping up. Takes, Can takes, we? No. Nope. Oh my god. Oh, you're killing me. All right, so so I'm an idiot. The other night, put the kids down to bed and go into my bathroom, and there's a window to the outside, and I see this bright light. I'm like, wow, that's really weird. Look for the moon. I'm like, is it like the clouds like cutting off most of it? So it's it's almost like, is it crepuscular rays from the sun, but it's moonlight? And I walk out, and I go out to the... Go, I actually go outside to look again and it's gone. I'm like, huh, that's weird. And the moon's in a completely different spot. <laughs> Still didn't think anything of it because I keep looking in the sky. I'm like, oh, look, there's Mars. So I, I come in just to make sure it was Mars. And my wife thinks I'm crazy for doing that. And then I'm on Facebook and my brother-in-law says, hey, here's the, the view from the latest SpaceX rocket launch. <laughs> 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 and that's what I was seeing. So you don't remember when I did that. Did you? We were at business.com. The meetup had just wrapped up. And I was standing outside with my e-cigarette and and a red solo cup. And I was looking up at the sky and I said, the moon is really, really red tonight. <laughs> Do you remember this? No. And someone said, what are you talking about? And I pointed up at it. And Oh, I, I think a- it was... It was. I think it was, it was a, you. It was a street light, wasn't it? No, it was a power line that had a, a, a red globe attached to it, so that airplanes yeah. on the next door airfield <laughs> wouldn't run into them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the the thing with the so with I'm the much launch. much dumber. Well, with the rocket launch, I kept trying to convince myself. Like trying to make it work with the moon, even though everything in my brain kept saying that's that's not how the moon moonlight works. <laughs> You're not going to see like straight lines like that. <laughs> and I was like, I was convinced. I was waiting for Jackie to get out of the Grayson's bedroom. So I was going to show her, and it was gone at that point. That was the first uh, West Coast takeoff and landing. Was it? Yeah, that was the big the big news was that was Oh, uh, there there's been lots of uh liftoffs just not landing, so. Yeah. Wonder, I didn't actually go and watch the video. So it was a successful landing back in the same I I mean, what a time to live where you and I as total nerds know that they're doing a, a vertical a VTOL, vertical takeoff and landing of a space rocket. And we both just sort of went, ah, you've seen one, you've seen them all. (laughs) It it makes me feel like a bad person that I wasn't 
on top of that, and then I went out and started telling people about it. I, that's what I should have done as a proper nerd. Like, mm-hmm. did you guys hear? They just landed a rocket vertically from outer space a couple hours after they launched it. And people would be like, holy shit, what? Because <laughs> that was the case one year ago. Where people were like, that'll never work. And then they landed two at the same time. And everyone's like, well, I guess it works. Never mind. <laughs> and just stop caring. It's something I would love to see in person. That would be amazing to watch. I, I want to hear it. Because I know, I've, have you been to air shows before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that bump in the chest. But from a like 50 ton rocket... I just want to feel that from 20 miles away. Like, cause I've, I've seen video where you can barely see the rocket and then the cameraman just gets blown over by the, the sonic impact of it. You're like, that's rad. I want that. <laughs> I was, I'm shocked that I never made it to a, a space shuttle launch when I lived in Florida. Cause it was only a couple hours away from Cape Canaveral. But when did you, when did you leave? 2012. Well, after the space shuttle, the space program ended. Weren't they like, they were like towing it through the streets in Florida. <laughs> it's never made it down for a launch. I mean, I, I saw them all the time. I mean, they, being that close, you, on those days, you'd see it, but. That's, it, it's annoying to me how soon it's going to happen that people are like regularly going to Mars. And we're just like, oh, well, now I'm complaining about being in the flight path of a Mars rocket. Like, uh, it's, yeah, it blocks my view. They're always launching rockets to Mars. Like, we're going to be grumpy about the shittiest stuff when we're old. You kids and your holographic virtual reality communication systems. Uh, I want to I go on that, uh, that flight around the moon. That'd be fun. Or go to Mars. From what I understand, it's one billionaire at a time. Yeah. Damn. I'll wait my turn. Wait for my billions too. All right, I'm done. You're I'm done. wrapping up. All right, well, it's, it's, it is a shorter episode than normal. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we miss you, Eric. Some of us do. I miss you, Eric. <laughs> Buddy Krampus will go to Mars when it gets Wi-Fi. <laughs> that better be the first thing they drop on Mars. <laughs> God, that's and a not- good point. Not the crappy Wi-Fi that we have now where a house can stop it from working. I had to... <laughs> let, alone, let alone space. My, my son was asking me today, he said, well, I, I'm getting like 60 ping on Fortnite. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's actually not bad. He's like, well, no, but it sucks. You know, how do I... Can I get like a router in my room? I'm like, so yeah, knock yourself that's, out. That's <laughs> I'll, not I'll, quite how that works. I'll find one and plug one in. You, you want that? <laughs> I have to remember, not everyone, network tech people, but my son, the way he phrases things, the way all three of my kids phrase things is not as questions, they're as statements. And it drives me insane. Where like, one of my kids will walk up to me and say, my computer's not fast enough. And then stare at me for as long as I will allow them to, which I have managed to allow them to do for over a minute now. It's like I have a cat on the bed And so they'll Like my oldest son He'll sit down and start petting the cat And say So My monitor's no good (laughs) And then Lengthy silence And you just want to say Okay Yeah well that's what I What I usually say is It's nice to know Thanks for sharing Thank you for the information (laughs) Now I Now Um, I know When I go see my friend Mickey And he asks I can say, yeah, no, it's true. His monitor's no good. <laughs> oh, kids are hilarious. Teenagers, man. Just the weirdest behaviors. I can't wait until your kids are teenagers and mine are f- old and gone. My four-year-old just started doing monkey bars. Ooh, just started getting that destroyed palms feeling from yeah. monkey bars. Yeah. yeah I, went, I went to the park. So he did it for the first time last Tuesday night, and he went and with my wife t- tonight and showed her, and just that's all he wanted to do is up and down, up and down. And I get there, and he's got this like rip in in his knuckle. 
Oh yeah, just destroyed hands. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Daddy, look <laughs> with with rust inside the wound." <laughs> the best part. Well, I, it, Jackie's mom was there and kept telling him he needed to stop, and Jackie's like, "He will stop when it hurts." <laughs> like that's all he wants to do. Let him do it. He'll stop when it's when he needs to stop. <laughs> it's not gonna change anything. So I guess he just kept doing it and. So happy for him. He's it's been a goal of his for a while. Really, I I was playing a video game the other day. My son walked up to me and said, uh, "Hey, can your character jump in this video game?" And I said, "Well, no. It's it's a it's an action RPG. You don't don't jump." And he goes, "That's dumb." And I said to him, "You know when the last time I jumped was?" And then I got sad and turned the video game off and took a nap. <laughs> Because that's the answer to that. Yeah, the answer to that was, I don't know when the last time I jumped was, but it wasn't this year. <laughs> Got to get out there and jump. You do You do. What, the ultimate frisbee. Yeah, there's it's lots of jumping. Lots of, yeah, you have to jump when you throw it for, for uh, style points. No, you can't jump when you throw it. It doesn't okay, work that way. Well, now I'm never playing. Jump when you catch it. Oh, I can understand that, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, right. I, I play old-person games that are designed to exclude jumping, like um, Cornhole. Okay, but you're not old. You're younger than I am. Protect yeah. your heart. I've Protect an, your heart. I've got an iron heart. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about getting up early to go work out. So far, it hasn't, hasn't panned out. I'm waiting to get the, the all-clear from the doctor to, to be able to start going to a gym might get eric out there with me yeah he can he can he can vespa himself down there on his little scooter <laughs> he can, he can, look, one, like, one he can look like dr robotnik it's it's gonna be a nice thing with the uh, new office space is maybe he and i can go get a workout and then not have to get all the way home yeah and you'll be there to to dab the sweat off his forehead Actually, they're putting a shower into the office space for us. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I I needed it for Ultimate. You guys are going to... all out. Yeah, why not? It's not going to cost us anymore. So, perfect. All right, I'm signing off. Like I said, I got stuff I want to do. All right. This has been fun. A lot of bananas to eat. Thanks for listening. I'm John Congdon. I'm Tom Rideout. <laughs> Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.